Welcome to Inspired by Anglers. This is Haley Erke. I'm a sophomore agribusiness major at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. Today I have with me Eric Glitz, who's also an angler entrepreneur who attended the Lean Startup Conference in California. Thanks for having me here today, Eric. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me here. Well, can you tell me a little bit about the conference? Yeah, I guess it's been a little bit since we attended and it's kind of gave me some time to digest things and have some things resonate. And some things that really stuck with me was the Lean Startup Conference seemed to be not completely geared, but it was attended widely by a lot of corporations and larger companies trying to do entrepreneurship. And that really stuck with me as that uh, corporate America is trying to adapt this Lean Startup methodology into their business model and try to not overcome entrepreneurship, but incorporate that in as they see that as a threat to their total earnings. What was the most memorable part about the conference for you? I guess the structure of the conference was a lot of speakers. There was a few workshops, but and a couple networking opportunities, probably the networking opportunities, as well as just a couple speakers really stuck with me. We had the opportunity to have a dinner, and we sat next to another entrepreneurship program that sent a few uh, females along that we got to connect with and talk about ideas and just differences in um, programs. In addition to that, we sat next to a few of the sponsors and a teacher who taught entrepreneurship in Ireland and one other country that I think I don't quite recall now. But he had a lot of insight and a lot of connections and he had the opportunity to take a few companies public and start quite a few tech companies. So that was awfully interesting to hear what they had to say. And in addition to that, a few of the more memorable speakers I had was, I think we're going to talk about it later, was the Chip Heath. He talked on his book, The Power of Moments. In addition to that, they had GE there kind of as the golden child of corporations adopting this entrepreneurship and this whole lean startup methodology. And it was interesting because when you read books like Good to Great and things, it mentions GE every time. So just to see them in person and hear what they were having to do and how they went about doing this. This wasn't your first time going to Silicon Valley, was it? No, I've actually been there two other times. I have a cousin that's there, so we toured it, just more of a tourist attraction when I was younger. But through the Inga program, we also went there in May. And this was a good addition to it because I feel like you kind of get treated a little bit different as a group of 30 individuals just going to different startups and hearing their pitch as opposed to really being in it and surrounded by it with only four Ingler entrepreneurs that you don't quite get the same, the same effect and everything that you really got to get the startup culture and everything in this realm. We've heard you say the words, be a fifth level leader. What does that mean? This goes back to one of my favorite books, uh, Good to Great, and I guess maybe I should have mentioned this when I was talking about Eric Rise. So you had the chance to see and hear Eric Rise in person. What do you think of his startup persona? Eric Rise wasn't quite the person I anticipated him to be. I found him to be catering to corporate America, and maybe even the way he communicated really just resonate with corporate America more than the young entrepreneur that, I don't know if you know Eric Rice's background,
but he this actually isn't his idea. He's just the author of the book that really made it public. He took the idea from his professor with the professor's permission, of course, and wrote this book and kind of really created a movement out of it that I don't want to say caters to corporate America, but definitely corporate America has recognized its strengths and how it can play into their business. But overall, when you when I heard Eric Rice talk, I really didn't felt feel like I connected with him just because I don't know if your listeners have heard the or read the book Good to Great, but I didn't think Eric Rice really was the fifth level leader that he was that jolly guy sitting up on the stage liking their not liking their attention. That he was that guy sitting up on the stage that was trying to lead the whole lead his team as opposed to push his team and I guess that was kind of surprising just to see the difference after reading the book and really recognizing the differences between those two types of leaders fourth and fifth level and I kind of have made a deeper appreciation for the fifth level leader. So now that we have heard you talk about being a fifth level leader what does it exactly mean? Like I said, it goes back to good to great. I would recommend that your listeners read that book as well. I think that that book is a phenomenal book for any entrepreneur just to be self-building rather than build a company versus build himself as a leader. That it kind of goes, in the book it talks about a flywheel effect that it never was just one big like Eric Rice's book. It's that great companies and long-lasting companies do a flywheel effect, he calls that it's one push and then two pushes and then you move the flywheel one inch and two inch and eventually you gain that momentum where the flywheel can't be stopped as opposed to just one big movement and that's, that's kind of how I view this conference more so that looking back in 30 years, I might, I'm going to remember this conference but I might get to dedicate my success solely to this conference. It was a push on the flywheel, sure it was a bigger push and I don't want to discredit this, it was a wonderful investment for Engel to make. And I think that anyone who goes to it and anyone who talks to anyone who goes to it will certainly see the benefits of it. But it was just it was just another push on the flywheel. A bigger one of course, but just another one to get the momentum going. You also had the chance to see and hear Chip Heath in person, the writer of The Power of Moments. What do you think of his persona? At the end of his talk he gave his book and I got a signed copy of it and it wasn't three days after I listened to the whole audiobook over the book. And I think that this would be a good book for a lot of English entrepreneurs to read as there's a whole brand movement as opposed to just a product that's going on now. And even just off the top of my head, how many product or value added uh, beef companies we have in Angler that are trying to tell their story and make a brand for themselves that this book would benefit a lot of the companies that these that our fellow Ingler entrepreneurs are trying to build because it really gives you points that you can work on and things that he see that sees that works when they're trying to build a brand and trying to make these moments that is really what people are paying for. They don't they want a piece of beef uh, that's high quality, but they want a moment that they can remember. And he really helped people be able to build that and make a conscious effort while doing so. Kind of a loaded question, but what were your entrepreneurial goals going into the conference, if you had them, and how did they change as you were at the conference? Entrepreneurial goals, I kind of went in with an open mind. The only thing I knew I did want to do was really connect with a lot of people, because it was a unique opportunity to see people from all over the world, as a matter of fact. 
So I guess kind of context, us four went there volunteering, getting into the conference for free, which had a hefty price tag. So that was, I was extremely grateful for that. But I, I would have rather attended the conference volunteering because it gave you an opportunity to really connect with volunteers your age. Not that you didn't have the opportunity to connect with corporations and business people that maybe had, were a bit older, a bit more experienced, but it gave you the opportunity to do both, that you got the young entrepreneurial spirit that was there to work hard and get the most out of this conference, but then you also had the corporations that were really trying to, that were expected to take something out of this conference and bring it to their company that invested so much in them to attend this conference. So I guess, going back to the question, my goals was really just to get a solid contact list that I can follow up with and connect with and have a network that I can utilize in the future with specific goals. What is something new, like a methodology or a piece of feedback, or something that you heard at the conference that just made a connection with something you've heard or learned in the past? I would say there's two things. The first being, like I said, the power moments. I think his talk was by far the most powerful throughout the conference that he really hit that point home and gave you a very prescriptive way in to do so. Uh, that book, Power Moments by Chip Heath. And then in addition to that, I think that when GE talked, if you read a lot of books, it talks about GE. And I think it was maybe even in a podcast I heard, it was a podcast on the difference between millionaire or million and billion dollar companies. And it mentioned GE, that million dollar companies expand and build on its product and billion dollar companies expand and build on an idea. And that never really resonated with me what GE's idea was. The podcast touched on it that they can turn products, quality products and things. But I guess going to the Lean Startup Conference that really showed how they do that with the Lean Startup methodology that they can build a jet engine just as fast as they can build an MRI machine, just as fast as they can build an oven. And it's all very high quality, all very diversified, and they can enter into any market and dominate it just because of the methodology they have and the culture at their company as opposed to just having a product that's so-called their golden child that it's more so an idea and culture of their company. And I thought that that was something that I really took away that gives you a lot of thought on just everyone. I think a lot of entrepreneurs almost become inventors, that they just get stuck on their one idea and don't really build on themselves or build on an idea as opposed to just one product that they just keep pivoting as one of the buzzwords is nowadays on their product as opposed to just what they're really trying to do as far as idea and change in the society that they live in. Would you want more English students to attend this conference? Yeah, I think this was definitely a good opportunity for me and the, my fellow Engler entrepreneurs that went on the conference. And I found it extremely beneficial. And I think that in the future, this would be a good thing for Engler to send English students to, to volunteer at the conference and really get an idea. And then make sure that they make a valid effort to really return to the program that they learn there and return the investment that the program made with them to their fellow entrepreneurs as well.
given the three recommendations or advice you would recommend to give future English learners going to the Learning Startup Conference? I would go in with an open mind very much so that if you haven't been experienced to the Silicon culture, it can be certainly shocking, especially if you're like many of us are, come from a small town in Nebraska, that it's a new experience and it's certainly a different one, but you have to recognize that that's where the heart of the startup community world is and that if you're going to engage in this world, that that's something you have to become used to and conform to and learn to work in. So I think that's where the benefit of this uh, conference comes into as much as anything. Another one I would say is for them to, when they're there, just really be present and recognize that Ingler made an investment in you and they expect a return out of it through knowledge and experience and storytelling when you get back and things that it can be easy just to be in a different place in your same life, but that you have a wonderful opportunity that they gave to you and that it's something that you should certainly take advantage of. Lastly, I would say that no other time are you ever going to have the opportunity to connect with just a broad amount of people, whether that be in a professor from Ireland or a company owner or a, a CEO of a company or a startup, all conglomerating together to try to all really do the same thing that's disrupt an industry or build something and that you just really need to take advantage of that and recognize the environment that you're in and how you come into play in that environment and what you have to offer and what they have to offer that you can pick up on. Could you give me a little bit of an insight on what it is like to spend time with your fellow Angler entrepreneurs? It was a good experience. I guess going into it, I knew Zach Sechi well, but I didn't know uh, the other two. So th I think that was a good experience too, just in the con just in the trip, getting to know my fellow entrepreneurs better too. Not many times do you have the opportunity to travel to a new place with someone and spend three days with them, three or four days with them. And I think that that was just as good, or just as good of a part of the trip as any, getting to know your entrepreneurs, your fellow entrepreneurs on a more personal level and really connect with them and understand what they're trying to do and what they're trying to build and how you might be able to help them and how they might be able to help you and come together. Lastly, a question that I'd like to ask because it puts your mind on the spot. What is your newspaper headline about your experience at the Startup Conference? I think one that would certainly catch the public's eye and certainly surprise me when I got there is that corporate America really is afraid of startups and what they're doing to their business and how it's affecting their market share and just the crazy little quarterly earnings that they've been able to experience for X number of years since the Industrial Revolution, that that's kind of coming to a crash pretty quick and they need to adopt some methodology that will be there, so they need to do something different because I once read the difference between self-organized companies and structural companies kind of going with government and corporations and every time a city doubles in size their innovation goes up by 15% innovation and productivity I should say and every time a company doubles in size their innovation and productivity decreases by 15% the complete opposite 
and don't quote me on this, but I think the podcast said that from 1980 that maybe it was later, maybe it was like 1960, that 80% of the Forbes 500 companies are off that list, that they don't exist anymore, that companies kind of self-implode, and that that's more true than ever now with entrepreneurship, as popular as it is, comparative to kind of the view on entrepreneurship back then was more so that you really didn't know what you were doing with your life, that this was kind of just roaming around, exploring ideas, but now entrepreneurship is very determined, is directed and focused on ideas and building things, that that's certainly cutting into corporate America's comfy little quarterly earnings, like I said, so kind of a long roundabout answer, but I would say for sure, in quotes, the newspaper headline is Corporate America Fears Entrepreneurs, in quotes. Thank you for listening today. You have heard from Eric Quick, who's an English entrepreneur who attended the Lean Startup Conference in Silicon Valley. Thanks for listening. This is Kimberly Irking, and I'm a sophomore agribusiness major at the University of Nebraska.